Back in the late 1990s into the early 2000s, before internet personality tests really became a thing, you could tell a lot about a person by asking them which was their favorite Weezer album. This was back when they only had three albums and everybody owned at least two of them, so it was a lot easier than now, when they have 15 albums and nobody's ever heard of eight of them and they've slowly devolved into the world's highest grossing cover band since me first in the Gimme Gimmies. But these were simpler times. Some people were Blue Album people, some people were Pinkerton people, and when you found out which one they preferred, you knew a bit more about who they were as a person. What you wouldn't find was anyone claiming that the Green Album was their favorite. And in the rare occasion that you did find a Green Album person, you knew they weren't to be trusted. Don't get me wrong, we liked it well enough. It got a lot of radio play. But something had changed when the band broke up after Pinkerton and reformed with a different bass player. Everything sounded smoother and more polished. There was obviously an increase in production value. So why didn't we like it as much? Today's film is, in many respects, the Green Album of Tim Burton movies. It has all the elements and hallmarks for which the director is rightly famous and beloved. It has a cast of Burton veterans great and small, from Leeds Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, to the supporting players like Albert Finney and Christopher Lee. And it's a creepy stop-motion children's musical about interdimensional travel, with music and lyrics by Danny Elfman. This movie has everything we loved before. And it was a critical success. There was barely an ill word printed about it. It had a $40 million budget, and it made that back and then some in domestic box office alone, and made double that internationally. So why doesn't anybody give a shit about this movie anymore? Okay, maybe that's not fair. Maybe lots of people love this movie. But if you ask somebody their favorite Tim Burton film, and they skip over Batman, and Nightmare Before Christmas, and Edward Scissorhands, just to bust out this little masterpiece, you probably don't need to ask their favorite Weezer album. They already told you. So pull up a bar stool and raise your cup in a wedding toast that will almost certainly kill you, as we discuss Tim Burton's 2005 fantastical visual spectacle starring Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, and Christopher Lee that isn't Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Corpse Bride. Welcome to Fright Pub. Welcome to Fright Pub. Ooh. That was terrible. Wow. But we are an intoxicating horror movie podcast. We, we just stopped. It was 11th so bad. 11th Hour Brewing. You wow. You cannot pop a can. You disappoint. 11th Hour Brewing. That's I mean, okay. it is it's a okay. premium light lager. Maybe it's just... It's, Maybe, but it's still the carbonation. Listen, card, 11th Hour Brewing, do us a favor. Send us a sixer. We'll try again. Right? You can pop your top. I believe in you. Like, we can do this. This wasn't. This isn't even my drink for the show. It's just. It's it purely was just, for Foley. It's anyway yeah, purely decorative. Let us down for the people that skip the intro. We're doing Corpse Bride. We're doing Corpse Bride. Here's Corpse, Corpse Bride. Bride. I added this to the Liam list. added it. This was added to the list during the period of time in which Shaggy and I were fighting. <laughs> I'm still mad. And so he was like, "Oh, I suppose Adam's family belongs on the list." So he added Adam's family. And I was like, yeah, you know what else is going on the list? Fucking Corpse Bride. And he was like, I hate you and I never want to speak to you again. And I was like, okay. And that's how we became friends. No, you no, were it's friends not. We were friends for long before, before that. 
Right. I just enjoy watching all these movies. <laughs> this is one. This passes the Halloween party test. It totally oh, 100%. does. You could one hundred percent put this on a on a Halloween movie and make out with people and kind of half watch it. Wait, what? You would not fuck to this movie. No, I I would, but what Halloween parties are you going to where you're just like making out randomly with different people? Uh, well, and, that's how my wife and I got together. Why, so wait. zing. <laughs> what? Oh, you didn't hear about this? You knew about this, didn't you? I need you to tell me in graphic detail how your wife hooked Corpse up. Corpse Bride was on in the background. Party to Corpse background. Well, no, Corpse Bride wasn't out at the time, but we 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 hooked up at a Halloween party. You hooked up at a Halloween party. Well, yeah. it was playing in the background. Now I need to know. Yeah, uh, nothing. We were on the church steps next door. Oh. Uh, Y'all was it. were getting hot I, and heavy on the steps of a church at Halloween. Yeah. What was she wearing? I don't remember. God it was damn two. it. All right. Cool. Let's make it about me. Why did you put this on the fucking list to spite me, you dick? Uh, because it belongs on the list and you were going to get pissed about it? Boo! Why was I going to get pissed about it? Because you think that children's movies can't be horror? That's not true. Coraline's horror as fuck. Did you put Coraline on the list? I did. Okay. I think. Somebody did. Somebody. This also belongs on the list, by the way. Because I think not... it does check... To compare this it to checks, Coraline? It checks your... I'm not... I didn't compare it to Coraline. You did. How Just dare now. you? How dare you? you I put my words against me. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. BTR, FTR, for the record. What's hey, VTR? Quick, I don't know. Make it's it up, by quick. the way, Let's but for the record, BTW, FTR. VTR. No, I said VTR. Virtual. I don't know. Tit recognition. There you go. <laughs> There's a site for that, actually. There's a hard there site for be. that. I think it's called Shaggy's House. The, those are not her tits. We I'm have been you. pre-gaming hard for this children's movie. Woo! Let's you, go. You got you. No, okay. Let's so let's go down the about what we're drinking. Okay, fine. I was going to go down the list base. and see how this classifies as a horror movie, but let's, let's go. get down to business. Let's let's go into drinks. Yeah, Lauren, what are you drinking? Lauren, what are you drinking? Um, I'm also drinking what you're drinking. I'm drinking what I made one because it looked so tasty. It looked good. good. Technically, for the movie, I have champagne. VTR for champagne. Because weddings. Weddings. Because weddings. Because weddings. Um, But we also had this delicious orange mango juice still in the fridge. (laughs) Let's go. So I threw that in too. So, but the champagne is for Corpse Bride for the wedding. Absolutely. The butterfly mimosa. Let's get it. Mmm. That's what it is. Orange mango juice. Mm-hmm. Champagne. Blue, put just ah, a butterfly mimosa. Put just a little blue curacao mimosa. in there for color and boom, it is a butterfly mimosa. Oh, okay. I'll put some curacao in here. Oh shit, let's go. Do it. Don't put go, it in mine. I'm going to go get it for you. No, I know what you, how you feel about it, which is weird because it just tastes like fucking oranges and you're drinking orange mango. You tastes like regret. I like blue curacao. Like I, well, you'd know. Shut up. Boom! Oh! Our entire fandom now is like, oh, really? Oh, oh tell me that oh, story. There's so many fanfics about you guys going at it. Oh, my so God. You know. Are there? I want. There send me be. your fanfiction about. There's gotta be. There has to be, and I need to read them. You know what? I hope I'm a top. I hope you are too. I mean, I us. think I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty. It's I think pretty, it's obvious. Wait, we definitely think I'm the top? I yes. think you're the top. Well, that's dope. Oh, definitely. Thank you. There you go. Just a splash. 
I appreciate your many it. things. The bottom is not one of them. It does look like a butterfly. Shiny, oh my god! You did so good. <laughs> Thank you. So, I have a lot of love for this movie, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay, so. What? No. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I went to Lawrenceville Distilling Company, hey, of course. LDC! Where, uh, where Joe hooked us up. Now, this is going to sound familiar because this was uh, relevant to a previous episode when he made us his favorite cocktail, the Corpse Reviver. Mm. So this is also a Corpse Reviver because he didn't want to just uh, do a straight repeat. This is a Corpse Reviver with... They're blueberry-infused ghost bomber gin this time. Let's Whereas go. last time... Blueberries. Last time Blue. we had uh, ginzer in it instead of the the blueberry ghost bomber. So mm. this is a corpse reviver with blueberry ghost bomber. Little spritz of absinthe across the top because that's what makes it tasty. And yeah, it is delicious. I've been nursing this on purpose because... I whenever I drink one of these, I just fucking drink the shit out of it, and I didn't want to be without a drink, so now I can drink it. Thank you, guys. Dope. This is great. I took a picture of mine because it's so pretty, and I put it in my love glass. That's awesome. Really love. Is. Um, I made. <laughs> I made something Good called call. the Corpse Bride. Ooh. Um, they made a drink on um, by there's a, a quick blog by Samantha Bolton three creepy cocktails which are about three different creepy movies um, and there's no shortage of boozy inspirations right like obviously so she made something called the corpse bride it's three tablespoons of gin and of course I used LDC's ghost bomber gin let's um, go I, little, I put a little twist on it because I made it the way I want it to. I, I made it the way, and this is kind of a review of my movie. Like, okay. You made it the drink you wanted the, it to be. The movie. Not my movie. Sorry. Uh, instead of a tablespoon of St. Germain, I use a tablespoon of 11... 37. Tw- 11. 37. Thank you. God, I was going to say 29. 11.29. No, you're right. Right. 11.29. Right. Great. 11.29. Ridge Avenue. The 11.29 Ridge Avenue from LDC, the absinthe. Because you can use... In, I'm, in my opinion, I'm not a mixologist. Joe's currently like, what the fuck, Shaggy? But I replaced St. <laughs> Germain with absinthe because I'm like, floral, herbal, same thing. Like one's an elderflower right, liqueur. Yeah. One is a very herbal, floral yeah, kind of... Herbs and flowers. Same yes. shit, right? So I did a shot of absinthe instead of a shot of... Or half a shot. Half a shot of absinthe instead of half a shot of St. Germain. I used a shot of lemon, uh, lime juice instead of a shot of lemon juice to give it that kick, right? Splash of blue curacao for the blue because there's a lot of blue in this movie. There's a lot of blue in this movie. This whole movie's blue. And then finally... the part where it's black and white. And then finally, to float on top to give it the, like, ethereal quality, I shook the shit out of an egg white. Like forty-eight to sixty times, I shook the bejesus out of it in a close like a baby jar. that owes you money. Absolutely, and then I poured it on top, and I was supposed to float it, but again, Joe, you gotta give me fucking lessons or something, because my float went right to the bottom, and it looked like somebody grizzed in my glass. Like it, it wasn't. It's not like it really did. And I drank it all already because it was a very small cocktail. But I gotta tell you, it was really delicious and tart. But it did look real gross, and you're not supposed I, to look at it. Can I give you some advice that I learned from LDC? On how to float? Well, no. So, yeah, I guess. Aquafaba. <laughs> Aquafaba. 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 Is that so, the chickpea juice? It, yeah. So, if you open a can of chickpeas and you strain out the juice. Juice. Into, yeah, exactly. 
that is called aquafaba. 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 And it can be used as a vegan substitute for egg whites in cooking and in mixology. You've said this a couple times. I have. Are there a is lot it, of vegans that you're like, man, well, you not know what? Well, not only that, but is it like, easier to use than an egg white, too? It doesn't freak me out. I agree. How's that for I, an answer? I, like, I, can, I don't know I if it's easier. Really. Why do egg whites freak you out? Because they're not cooked. Because they're eggs. You're going to be fine. I know them. Intellectually, I know the possibility of me getting salmonella from drinking egg whites in a in a in a mixed beverage. So and let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. I said that. I did. Um, I will eat cookie batter for days, all day long. But I don't see the egg in it. Like I mix it all up. Yeah, and, then and it's. It, well, I don't even do cookie batter. I <laughs> oh, don't I'll do, do that. that. I don't. I'll do brownie I'm, batter. I'll do cake I'm batter. I'm a little bit neurotic. Like if you want to see me get neurotic, like Shaggy cleaning his house, just watch me cook with either raw chicken or eggs. I wash the fuck out of ever. Like I touch something and then I go wash. I'll wash I my hands too. ten times when I'm handling chicken. I'll touch. I'll wash my hands between pieces of chicken that I touch. Like that's how neurotic I am. <laughs> so like the the aquafaba works better for me because I don't have to worry about the eggs. That sounds good. I'd do that. But it tastes the same, and it gives you the frothiness that you're looking for. I don't know how it floats. It might float better. I have no idea. Uh, so ah, this is good. Let's jump right. It's Isn't really that so good. tasty? Mm-hmm. Elements of the grotesque. Check. It's got Peter Laurie in it. That's got to be. That's got to count for that's something. That's not Peter Laurie. No, it's, it's a Peter, Peter Laurie knockoff. A it's Peter Laurie knockoff. <laughs> He's doing a Peter and Laurie impression. Yes. Elements of the grotesque all through it. That's a Tim Burton. That's Tim Burton style. Elements he, of the grotesque. He can't help himself. At this point, I'm considering Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter elements of the grotesque. Like they're just like it doesn't matter what I put them in. They're horror. Um. With the caveat that I do not find... What the fuck did the you caveat. just say? The Are caveat. You, no, did you say it wrong and you're doubling down? No, it's the caveat. Mm. Lauren. Caveat. Lauren, I read words, I Whatever. don't hear them. What does, Is he right? It's a caveat. You, you got it. Whatevs. <laughs> uh, is this Switzerland again or is this... Are you wrong? I honestly don't know, so I'm moving on. He He fixed it. He started to double down. I can do both. You think I can, but I can. So, with the exception, fucking <laughs> asshole, uh, that I don't, that I am not scared by this movie. Okay, it wasn't intended to scare you. Uh, okay, this is Liam's rule. Are you afraid for the well-being of the main character? Yes. Well-being, no. Yes. I'm not afraid for the well-being. Ooh, 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 ooh. No, you're right. Flip it. Flip that. Life? No. I am not afraid for his life. I'm not afraid for his like I physical could, form. Not I'm not even afraid for his soul. I don't care. But his who? His, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid, afraid for, his, for his happiness. Okay. I'm I could afraid see for his a, life at one point. I could see. I'm also afraid for his life at one point. Why? It's going to be fine either way. Whether, right. Whether well, he dies the, or lives, who gives a shit? So that's the thing. There could be a. There could be an ending of this where they just kill him. Right. That's, that's that's in play. That's and I don't mean to go. I don't mean to <laughs> to go too early. Sorry, ladies. Uh, I don't mean to go too early. But my thing is that my biggest thing is that whether he dies and stays with her or lives and goes with his bride-to-be, 
which do you think would have actually made him happier? Would he have been happier if he died and went with her now that we know the afterlife is real? Hmm. Or would he, is he actually happier with his living bride-to-be moving forward? I think he's... Because what's what's really in peril here is not his life, because who gives a shit? What actually matters is, is he, in fact, going to be with the corpse bride, or is he going to be with his living bride? Hmm. That's the, really what's going on here? That's that and point. the other thing is, which is, this entire movie's about freedom. This whole movie's about freedom. That's what the butterflies represent. The butterflies represent freedom. Right? That's what they're, that's what they're there to do. That's the reason why she dissipates into a field of fucking butterflies. Because she's finally free. Are his actions motivated by fear? No. Yes. No. Yes. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh no, I'm the Yeah, he runs a, so he runs away from the wedding rehearsal. But not fear for his life. Out of it you didn't say out of fear for his life. Oh. You said out of fear. He's afraid. So he runs away. He okay. runs into the forest. He's practicing. He's nervous. Sure. Then he gets dragged to the underworld. Mm-hmm. Where he also operates purely out of fear. Sure. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. think he's operating out of fear for this whole movie. Okay, so that's Elmus the Grotesque operating out of fear. Fear was for it? their well-being, if not their life, but their well-being. Well-being. At, see, we changed it. No, well, I'm saying that in this movie, because you're not necessarily afraid for their life, because it takes place on two different planes of existence. Yeah. Right. So I'm not afraid for his life. So that means that it that doesn't work anymore if we take the like threat. if that doesn't quite apply in those terms i mean what bro take fucking ass can move the fear of death is remove his life worth living like <laughs> i mean like it, it it's it's <laughs> it becomes this very existential question right if a horror movie if it doesn't matter if you die in a horror movie what are the stakes the stakes are dramatic at best, which is who do I love, who do I not love? That's what, who am I going to marry, who am I not going to marry? At the very first half of this film, we are very scared for his well-being as in his life. After we realize that if he dies, it's all going to be okay. Here's a question, though. Is it going to be is okay? It? Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. You don't because, think so? Well, he seemed real fucking happy down there. Uh, he wasn't real fucking happy down there. He was freaked out the whole time. But also, spoilers, everyone. I mean, he overcame that shit to play. Does it matter that the bad guy is dead at the end? It matters as much as if the living guy dies in the beginning. But it's bad for him to die, right? Yeah, they're going to fuck him up forever. It's not like... Oh, it's okay now. Once they're tired of fucking him up, he's still going to be a second-class dead citizen. (laughs) Like, so... I mean, again, that's drama, not horror. He's going to live ostracized forever, which is drama, not horror. He's fallen from grace. So the undead have a society. We live in a society. (laughs) Is not horrific. The undead are horrific. They are an element of the grotesque. However, you're trying to blend two rules. Those are two separate rules. Okay. One is elements of the grotesque which they are simply by existing however having a grotesque society doesn't necessarily mean that you now have to fear for your well-being if you're fearing for your well-being as in like that that means that most drama operates under that rule of like am i scared for the do i have stakes is different than am i afraid for their safety you're not afraid for a safety because the 
Afterworld is fine. Yes, I okay. am. So, if you knew, for instance, if you knew for a fact that if you died, you went to a fiery pit of unpleasantness at the center of the earth, you'd be scared to die. But you don't think that's true. You think nothing happens. So you're not necessarily afraid of death. You're afraid of death because it's a mystery to you. But if you knew what was on the other side, for a fact, it's not a hunch, you know what happens. The mystery's gone. You're not afraid anymore. You're not scared of a mystery. You don't hate a mystery. You're okay with it. You know what's going to happen. You're going to die. You're going to go over there and be with your lovely wife that you just married forever in perpetuity, for infinity, and slowly watch each other as you turn into skeletons. And even when you're skeletons, you'll go to a weird bar and have a good time. The underworld is a essentially a Parisian cafe like is like this doesn't suck at all like you're telling me I die oh, no, I the food a... totally blows okay fine but you Just die saying. and you there's go there's a lot of maggots you die and you go to Paris at Halloween or fucking New Orleans at Mardi Gras that's what happened to you oh no <laughs> like oh, fuck oh god right well for you yes but for <laughs> <laughs> For others, for me, if I died and went to that bar, I'd be on stage in fucking 30 seconds. Let's go, baby. Like, like that is true. That's what I'm saying is it looked like a, it looked so I could see why this is not necessarily horror movie for you. This is best case scenario for me, baby. (laughs) Like this is fucking baller. Wait, I die and I get to go to a goddamn cabaret bar for eternity. Let's fucking go. Where's my goddamn top hat? Make me a skeleton now. Like, I'm ready. This doesn't seem scary to me at all because this seems like best case scenario to me. And also, I think maybe to Normies, he chose right. I think he chose wrong. (laughs) I think he chose the wrong way. Really? Yeah, 100%. Corpse Ride is totally hot. Like, she's super hot. Not only hot, hot. I would go so far to say as hotter. Like, but that's not the only... Well, we've only seen Victoria in her, like... That's also, but that's also not the reason why I choose her. Yeah, that's interesting to me because, like, sh- okay, so she's hotter, but like, there's not, like, she's got issues. Yeah, that which means she definitely fucks well. Okay, <laughs> I'm just. I mean, I don't. But like, is that problematic to say? Can we take that? Should we edit that out? No, leave it. It's okay. fine. So it is true. We're good. It's totally fine. Whatever. I mean, I think that that's a valid point. Thanks. But <laughs> <laughs> she's got hangups, right? man. Like she's got it. She's got to deal with her own shit. She's got to turn into those butterflies. She's got to go. She has to be free. So here's the question. She has to be free. He's got to be with Victoria. That's the Why answer. does she turn into butterflies at the end? Because and she's why been does, released. Right. But does everybody else not get to turn into butterflies? They all have unfinished business. Do they I have guess. unfinished business? Undead so. equals unfinished business. But are they undead or are they just dead down there? They, ooh, that's that's good. That's rules building. Let's talk about world building. For yeah, a let's talk about some world building here. So as far as I believe the case is, I believe the case is, this is what they believe the afterlife is, but actually, this is a middle ground. And this they is don't, limbo. They don't, and honestly, this is me just fanficking the fuck out of this, but 
I, I believe love that so much. I, <laughs> fanfic in the fuck out of That's this. Right. I'm great. fanfic in the fuck out of this. Um, I believe. Oh, the alliteration. I love alliteration. <laughs> I'm fanfic in the fuck out of this. Uh, I believe that they all think this is the afterworld, right? This is this is it. We're done. We've arrived, right? In the same way that if you talk to some, if you talk to atheists, you're like, this is all there is. But there's actually maybe something more, but we're fine with what is right now. We're not living, even if you do believe in another world, most of the time you're just living like there isn't. Like you're not living with the end in mind. You're living with like, gotta pay them bills. Not like, eventually I'll meet a giant cloud giant and he'll tell me if I'm worthy. Like <laughs> that it's, it's, it really, you're not living that way. Most people anyway. In the same way, in the same vein, these people are living as if this is all there is. There's actually another place you go after this. Where you get to disappear into butterflies? Where that is your transition into that. Maybe you've achieved a different state entirely. But you don't know. That's what I think. I think that she's achieved another state of release of like, I don't need this anymore. I think the dude with one eye that's like, lay it on me, bone daddy. Like that guy, he's going to be there until he figures some shit out. Right? Like, there's some shit he needs the to figure Cab out. The Cab Calloway guy? Yeah. Cab Calloway needs to figure out why you shouldn't do coke. I, I, <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk about him. Mr. Bojangles. Why are you guys talking about Mr. Bojangles? <laughs> oh, that makes me want Bojangles. I know, right? Just gotta have more. <clears throat> Bojangles had... is superior to KFC. Agreed. A hard agree. As a Southerner, thank you. I'm just gonna jump into this. This music was done by Danny Elfman. Hooray! Yes. Tim Burton's go-to. Tim I Burton's very, go-to. I was very underwhelmed by the music in this. So here's here's the thing. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, this is not. It's not. I have a problem. With Danny Elfman? And I don't know if it's a big problem or a little problem. Is it okay. how jacked Danny Elfman is when you see him? How are you this jacked? He's yoked. Is My it a problem? Absolutely. Look at him. Where's, where's the line? Where's the problem... And is there a problem with Danny Elfman doing Cab Calloway? Why would that be a problem? Oh, because Danny Elfman's a ginger white kid and Cab Calloway's black? Yes. Well, I think it's supposed to be satire. It's not supposed to be satire. It's supposed to be an homage. If we change, I would think. If we change the word homage to illusion, is it less problematic for you? No. Because it it's, it's not an honor. No one is honoring Cab Calloway in the scene. Then that's worse. That's worse? Yes. If we're just saying, hey, this is like a Cab Calloway guy. Yeah. That's worse. Is it because you hold Cab Calloway in this high, high esteem? No. You just think that you can I'm cannot, just saying. It, you can't I, have in, illusion I'm to a black character this as a white movie. person? I'm watching this movie. And it occurred to me on this rewatch that I'm watching it and I'm like, huh, I don't know if I would put in a stand-in for all the black jazz greats in a movie that I was writing and performing in. Okay. If, well, maybe that would be somebody else's homage that they can do. Let me give you the opposite argument and you tell me if this is problematic. We don't bring up black jazz musicians as white people we're not supposed to and we don't and that's the rule 
I don't think that's true. Okay, but let's say that it is. If that's the rule we go by, don't bring them up because we're white, so don't. Now what? That's not the rule, though. It isn't, but it like. Then <laughs> what are you talking about? What I'm saying. My the, question the, your is: Your argument is white people shouldn't bring up. My thing is is, is that right. white people shouldn't be mimicking. I agree. Black artists, right? For honestly, really any Anything, reason, anything. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even if you're like, I want to do an homage to Cab Calloway. That's great. Maybe you should tag somebody else in for that. Yeah, I agree. Um. So the right call is just to like grab somebody else to do it if you're going to do it. Just be like, hey, maybe this isn't my thing. Maybe, I, especially since Danny Elfman had to do the voice, right? I'm okay. because I, they couldn't find somebody to do the voice, so he was like, "Not Danny Elfman." Uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton was like, "You just do the voice," and what? it fucked his throat up so much that he couldn't talk for days after doing the voice. So then, okay, so interesting. Like, realistically, so this was not like a Danny Elfman passion project. It was like. Oh, we can't find anyone. Just well, no, it. he did the music for it, but he wasn't supposed right. to be doing that performance. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Right, but they couldn't um, find anybody. I also so or this movie look? was two thousand five. Okay. I'm yeah, it, no. Again, I'm looking at this from like twenty years later, right? Gla- with twenty years later glasses on, right? But from the twenty years later, like in two thousand five, nobody gave a shit, and it's fine, right? Right. But from later. 20 years, like, yeah, 17, 20 years later, I was just kind of like, something about it just rubbed me wrong. I understand. It makes yeah. sense. I get it. I just, I'm not saying this should ruin the movie for anybody, no. but it took me out of it for a minute this time. That makes sense. Realistically handling that forward, you should tag somebody else in. Right. But, however, realistically, will they? Or... Does I it think, have to be a jazz band? Like, will they tag? What I'm saying is, like, can you have a can you have a skeleton band that does bluegrass? The point I'm trying to make is, will they realistically <laughs> tag someone else in, or will they just say, "All right, we're not doing that because I can't do that. Let's do something else." And does that lead to black erasure? Well, I think the problem is, is that if you have more uh, black and people of color, like more voices in the room, yeah, then you don't have that problem. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Like that's that's why you need to have that that mix, that more representation. Because it is like it is like, oh no, we don't have anybody and all our white friends to do this. You know, like it does feel like that. It it is. It's kind of like when we discussed Candyman. It's like, oh, here's this British guy coming in to like make Candyman, right? But it was what the early nineties, like. That that was progressive for the early nineties. Right. This isn't necessarily progressive for no. two thousand five. It was just something that nobody thought of. Like, right. hey, damn it, Corpse Bride, why weren't you progressive enough? Maybe, maybe you get John Baptiste. There you go. Maybe John Baptiste does the music for Corpse Bride Part Two. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right. But it's Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. It's a thing. It is yeah, what it it's is. them but and all their ju- friends, yeah, and none of their not- friends are black. You know, it's just, yeah. Can we just, when you go to the land of the dead, and there's a skeleton band playing, maybe don't have them be black jazz greats. Maybe try there something else for a change. Can we talk about the cast? Yeah. Because it's stacked. Yes. It is stupid stacked. There's an eye in me soup. There's an eye in me soup. Albert Finney. Right. Right? Dope. Okay. Love Albert Finney. Richard E. Grant. 
I mean, it's Tim Burton. So, like... Joanna Lumley? Yeah. And, of course, the two elements of horror. Helena Bottom Carter and Johnny Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny Depp. Absolutely. I was so happy to see Albert Finney, though. That's and awesome. And Joanna There's a die. I didn't see them, but you know. But you know. You know, that's you know a, what I'm trying to say. Did you know that that's a, an error in the movie? What? The Eye and Me Soup? Yeah. When we start the movie, when we start, they're all eating chicken. Clearly, everyone there is eating chicken. Oh, I didn't We're notice that. We're all eating chicken. Everybody's I was too happy to see the Eye and the Soup. Having a delicious chicken, and then the dead show up, and everyone's eating soup. Oh. That fast to switch over. Nobody came. Nobody switched the soup out. Right? It, it is even alluded to that there was a certain amount of time where courses were there. Just boom, soup. Well, that when is the be... soup course? It's in the beginning. It's the second, isn't it? Because the salad comes after the oh, entree. Maybe it's first. Weird. I learned that from Pretty Woman. Uh... Did you? Yeah. She's like, where's the salad? And he was like, oh, the salad is served later. In oh, the it that's seems a later like course. the soup course and is she's first. she's like, but that's the fork I know. So I need that now. Yeah. I love that you know Pretty Woman so good. I know everything so good. Man. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Pretty Woman. For those at home, Pretty Woman is a top five movie for Yeah, me. it's one of Shaggy's all-time I favorites. I absolutely love Pretty Woman because I remember during the divorce, my, my mom and I would sit there and she would smoke Virginia Slims by the fireplace so as not to reduce the total retail value of her house. Yeah, she used to do that a lot. She would smoke Virginia like, Slims. Like, I'd visit you in college. Yeah. I'd, we would go to your mom's house for dinner, and she'd sit there by the fireplace, open the flue, turn on the fire, and just smoke cigarettes by it's the fireplace. It's second. It's after the hors d'oeuvre. After right. the hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Right. So when's the, but, that's when soup is? In a seven-course meal, it's hors d'oeuvre, soup, appetizer, salad, main course, dessert, and I don't know. God damn it, Applebee's has been fucking this up. Well, they do three courses. I want a fucking seven-course meal. Seven-course meal? So that's seven-course. Yeah. There's also 12 you courses. Just you want to hear about 12 Fuck. courses? What's yeah. the most number of courses? So in a 12-course meal, the soup is third. Jesus. 12 courses consist of the hors d'oeuvre, amuse-bouche, what is soup? what the wait? What the fuck is Amuse a moose bouche? Oh, I is that like from, honor to ball this sack? From top, top chef, top chef. So an amuse amuse bouche, amuse bouche, is like a little bite size. It, it's actually funny because I would put it as an hors d'oeuvre as well, but it's like a little bite sized morsel. It's like a little. Bite. That's an hors d'oeuvre, right? No, it's after the. But hors I guess it's yeah. It's after. What's in the a difference between hors d'oeuvre and a moose bouche? I guess you can have as many hors d'oeuvres as you want, but an no, it's hors d'oeuvres, d'oeuvres and then the moose bouche. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres sounds better. You can have as much as you want, and then you which have is the, the soup, most American and then thing you I've have ever the appetizer. said. Soup app. This is so twelve. I'm going. I'm so going hors twelve hors here. Hors d'oeuvres, a moose bouche, soup appetizer. Appetizer comes after the hors d'oeuvres, the moose bouche, and the soup. Fucking love salad. this place. Salad. Hold on. Salad. Okay. Fish. Fish. Fish, fish is a full course. You have the fish course. Fish course. Main course. Palate cleaner. Mm, second, it's like a sorbet. Second main course. Second main course. Dessert. Hobbits invented this menu. And end of the meal dessert. <laughs> dessert. End There's of meal dessert. I want to fuck that so meal. So that was a 12 course. Hold on. I think on. they know about second dessert. I got the five courses, appetizer, soup, main course, dessert, and cheese. Ooh, I like cheese. that one. Yeah, yeah, that can't hold a candle hold on. to the 12 course. Yeah, 12 I found a dope. 17. Shut up. Oh. Okay, hold on. More items. 
Gluttony is my favorite sin. 17 cores. Okay, and then Way we'll move on. Way better than lust. Seventeen hors d'oeuvre. Okay, so interesting. Where are we going with this? I'm old now, so it's tied. The first course is hors d'oeuvre slash appetizer. Okay. Uh And then we have soup. Soup. Then we have egg. Egg. I'm already much more on board with the twelve course. I know it sounds good. And then we have pasta or rice. Pasta or rice. I think these people are just making shit up. Then we have poisson fish. Fish. Yeah, the fish course. Then we have the entree. Then we have sorbet. Sorbet palate cleanser. Then we have sure. joints. What is this? Dope. Let's go. <laughs> Who's excited? Time for joints course. Call Allie Kern. Allie. Allie Kern. There's it's a joints, joints course. course. <laughs> the main meat. The main meat Getting course. called out, Allie. That's what happens when you bring the bud to the freight bus. The joints course. Main Allie Kern. meat course is what it's saying. Main meat okay, course. Okay. Then we move on to the roast. That's where everybody. Then we move each other. on to the vegetables. Okay, so here's the thing: you can't have you can't have things together. So wait, the joints, the then you have salad. So this is the one that you like you're familiar with. I okay. think that this must be what they have been talking about in Pretty Woman. Then you get the cold buffet. This oh. time, no, they, no, no, we're no. making it up. You just we're making you're it just up. describing Ponderosa. <laughs> <laughs> There's an this is golden corral I'm only on 13 here. Now we're on 13 sweets. Delicious. And then 14 savory. The candy man. 15 is cheese. 15 is cheese. 16 is cut fruits and nuts. 17 is beverage. That's a bullshit. Beverage? That is bullshit. Yeah, no. no 12 no. course is where it's at. 12, 12 course is the way to go. Sorry, a 12 absolutely. course meal, that's what I want. So was this a Leica... <laughs> An early Leica production as well? It was Tim Burton and... and For me, it was an early Lava production. Like, I loved it. Leica. Lava. Leica Studios. Lava Studios. Yeah, you love it? I love it. (laughs) Because this was the the big deal with this. And I remember this when it came out. Uh, The stop motion animation, they didn't use different heads. It is. It is Leica. Yeah, they didn't use the interchangeable heads. Mm. It's all clockwork heads. Oh, okay. I, I want to talk about stop motion. Yeah. A bit. So typically you would have, and again, I am not an expert. We actually know people who work in this mm-hmm. um, who could, you know, yell at me for saying this wrong. But <gasps> used to be you'd have like a different head that you'd swap out okay. for like different expressions. expressions or circumstances, things like that. This did not do that. This, they built a clockwork head. Okay. That you could adjust different expressions with a key. Oh, neat. Which allowed this... When this came out, this was the most detailed stop motion that had ever been done. Okay. Um, But it, like, apparently... I was reading it gave, like, some of the animators nightmares. Where, like, one guy reported that he was, like... Having because they were doing this for so long, mm-hmm. he was having dreams right. about like his face being adjusted with a key, like weird. Yeah, because I did a like little that. bit. I didn't do too much research on it, but I did enough to see that like a day's worth of work is like five seconds of footage. It really is. But imagine if every time you had to stop to do something, you had to switch heads. Oh my gosh! So I just... this. It was like, okay, take that picture. Now we're going to raise this eyebrow half a turn. Oh, my gosh. Now take another picture. And so, like, 
if you're so regular film is we think of 24 frames per second right uh-huh animation is less okay um so this wouldn't probably even be in the realm of 24 frames per second but i would guess maybe in the realm of like 18 okay so each second of film is going to be like 18 different frames each frame having some small adjustment okay uh, so you that's, figure and again that's me ballparking i don't know that this was 18 frames per second so let's say like 20, 20 let's yeah. say 20 and so if you're getting five seconds you're doing 100 frames it's a day's worth of work. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's a day's worth of work. Oof. That, Oof. just thinking about that is like But they actually did make multiple versions of each person so that they could have like a B team. So they could be shooting multiple scenes at once. Okay. So that's that's what you do, so, I guess, to yeah, keep the production that's time That's a good down. question then. Like, so, because, I mean, just the just the concept of this is like, mind numbing to me um but like yeah like when did they start this how long see this came out in 2005 halloween 2005 i think they started in 2003 i think two years of production huh which i think something like this is probably fairly standard this is 55 weeks so just over a year but I mean, they must have been like working tirelessly. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like in something weeks. like this, I can only imagine what the pre-production process is. Yeah. But yeah, he was actually doing this simultaneously with. Uh, oh yeah, this says Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Making. Wow. Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. So <laughs> Johnny talks. Depp was being Willy Wonka during the day, and then switching to this at night. I have folklore. This originally came okay. from a Russian... Is this your last call? Sure. I think we should move into last call. That's fine. I got two. So basically, there's this Russian man who's now been promised and engaged to this woman who lives in the next town over, right? And this Russian man takes his best man, and they decide to walk there. They're walking there, batching it up, drinking, having a great time, and they're shooting the shit and laughing hysterically. They're dying, having a great time. They see a weird stick. They decide to do like weird stuff and, and like put the ring... Like finger it? Put the you can't finger finger, but yeah, no, they take the ring and they put it on the finger, and then they do the wedding dance. They do the wedding dance around because in Russia apparently there's a wedding dance, and they do the wedding dance around the finger. And when that happens, she pops out of the ground. Except it's not like what's up, I'm banging, I'm banging hot. How are you? My name's Victoria. It's more like my skin has ripped off. Emily, I think. Yeah. Victoria was the girl he was going to Victoria sorry. was the living one. There's no flesh on this girl that pops out of the Russian bog. So she's not hot. No, she's covered in spider webs too. She's covered in spider webs and I mean, spiders. Emily kinda was no too. flesh walking towards him. So Tim Did Burton. Did Emily like, have was... any flesh? Emily had yeah, flesh. She had yeah. tits. Alright. Those are mainly fat and flesh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's you're flesh. Right. You're right, you're right, all right. So flesh. Right. <laughs> so that's primarily where this comes from. Like, is there's that? The only other editing thing that I want to make sure is popped up is that we put this ring on her forefinger, kapayao, and then literally in the next scene she's like, "And now it's on my ring finger. What's good?" Like we didn't see her move it, we didn't see none of that, so that could be an editing thing. I'm not entirely sure. And then lastly, 
There is a fan theory for Tim Burtonites that is very much about how they're all connected, right? Because there's a dead dog in almost every single thing, and Frank and Winnie's a deal, and like that whole bit. There's a short called Vincent about a kid that's small that grows up wanting to be Vincent Price. And there's a this fan theory. This is a theory. Tim Burton movie? Yes, Tim Burton short. There, I know. Shocking. <laughs> but <laughs> the, Tim Tim Burton is, is on record as saying, like, no, it's they're not connected. Shut up. But fan... <laughs> I'm sorry, is that what... Is that a direct quote? No, no it's not, not no. connected. Shut no, up. I'm pretty He's sure. He's on record. Right. Saying, shut up. Right. <laughs> like an eight-year-old being like, can you sign all of these? I know they're all connected. They're not connected. Shut up. Right, exactly. <laughs> but he says, look, Vincent does not grow up to be Victor in this movie. Like, No, the timeline's wrong. Right, I guess so. They're all kind of the same character. Tim Burton kind of always does a weird tree. He always does like a weird. He dog. does always do a weird tree. He does a weird tree. He does a weird dog. He There's does weird trees with fingers that you put places. That's exactly. I mean, put on. Th- Never mind. When she pops up, there's the weird tree. We see that weird tree in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised Sleepy Hollow doesn't have a dead fucking cute dog. Like, I mean, that's that's like. Yeah, no, the timeline is wrong because Vincent Price was alive after this, right? So it doesn't make sense, but. A lot of people have a fan theory that all Tim Burton movies are connected loosely in a weird sort of Tim Burton multiverse. Tim like a Quentin Tarantino. Hollow? Tim Burton did do Sleepy Hollow. I didn't know that. Yes, all he did. Right. You couldn't very tell by the everything about it? I have not seen Sleepy Hollow. Oh, it's very Tim Burton. It's okay. a weird tree. It has Johnny Depp. Christopher I did Walken's know that. Back. That's all I know about it. I'm done being the mayor of Gotham. Here, now, to see you. Was he the mayor? He was the... No, he was... Uh, what's his name? He was uh, Selena Kyle's boss. She tries to blackmail me. I throw out a taller window. She came back as a cat. <laughs> meow. <weird>. Meow. Meow. <laughs> meow. You do a much better walking than I do. You always have. That was a good one, though. It was a good one. Do you have a last call, Liam? Do I have a last call? Show me your call. I sent you my pics. <laughs> Fuck, do I have a last call? Nope. Okay. No, I like the Peter Laurie worm. That's my last call. Okay. That's cool. Um, Peter Laurie worm. So, I'm going to go with my last call. But... Oh, what did I do? Um, I think it might just go into my review. Go ahead. Go nuts. Because... So, my last call is, like, I was severely underwhelmed by this movie. And it's like, I feel kind of bad about that, to be honest, because like, I know stop motion is super difficult and tricky to do. And I appreciate that. I mean, kind of um, like box trolls and Paranorman blow this out of the water. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I just, I just feel like every, and, and this kind of sucks though, because like every step of the way I was comparing this to Nightmare Before Christmas yeah and it's just not it mm-hmm. like and like every step of the way like the 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 quality of the stop motion and like this is over 10 years later like the quality of the stop motion um the 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 sound the music really like there were no memorable songs in this 
Um, and I was really excited. Like, yeah. I didn't realize it was a musical. And I was really excited when, like, they started singing. And then it just kept going. And I was like, there's nothing. There's no bops here. Like, yeah. there's <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing good Kidnap here. There's the no. Claus, right? There's none. Zero there's bangers. none of that. Marilyn Manson covering none of these songs. There's none of. There's none of. Um, this is Halloween. I hate the like, love what you said about Marilyn Manson. Corn not covering any of this don't, shit. Don't don't. Um, and all that to say that like I still enjoyed this movie. Like I'm not going to give it a bad score. Um because I liked it. It was enjoyable. It it was very middle of the road to me. So I think I am going to go with a 3. Um because I think it's admirably done. <laughs> Stop motion. Yeah. It's great. Um, and it was enjoyable. I had a good time to quote Shaggy. I had a good Let's time. Let's go. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a very middle of the road score at three. But I think overall I was very underwhelmed. Um, my and yeah, my goth heart won't let me give it less than a four. Okay. So I have to say that. What I will say is that it's not getting the name. But night. are you giving it higher than a four? It's no. <laughs> so it's a four. Yeah, it's four. Uh, but it's not the Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas 5. Yeah, right. And the reason yeah, is... We haven't even watched that yet. You can't rate that one yet. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is that like the the... We tried to catch lightning in a bottle again. We yeah. tried to be like stop motion, uh, but this time with Johnny and Helena, and Danny's back, and I have more control over this time. I just put my name on the last one. Um, yeah, we're just, yeah we're gonna fucking let's go. I'm gonna change the culture again. Who's excited? And he couldn't, and he he didn't. He just made a very nice movie that people that love Nightmare also kind of like. And but like, I ain't running out here buying corpse bride jammies. I own a full pair of Jack Skellington jammies. But would you I buy just, a corpse bride body pillow? I just bought my son a Jack Skellington right. zip up sweatshirt. Ain't nobody buying a zip up sweatshirt of Victoria, right? Or Victor or Emily, right? Right. Am I the only one that kept thinking, oh, Victor Victoria? Nope. I, no, I 100% I was there too. did. I was absolutely there too. Like, and I thought Julie about Andrews. it and I kept saying, right. I kept I kept saying, I, like I said to Chris at one point, I was like, people, every time I said that I don't like Julie Andrews, people said, you just need to watch Victor Victoria. And I have seen it and it's fine. Oh, you don't watch Victor Victoria for Julie Andrews. <sighs> yeah. Okay. You watch it for Robert Preston. Okay. Dope. Yeah, Fucking I thought Robert it was Preston. fine, but it didn't make me really like her anymore. No, I Sorry. like Victor Victoria, but... Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. Were you still going? Uh yeah, it's all right. Like that's 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 the review in the nutshell. I love Danny. I love Tim. I love Helena. I love I love I fucking love Johnny. Like I love all the shit. Like I love it. It's I it's my Helena jam. It is my jam. Helena Bonham Carter. What? I love Helena Bonham Carter. Absolutely. Sorry. I had a conversation with work today at work today about Helena Bonham Carter. How good she is. Like so good, the Hermione Granger scene. This is like the most normal she's been in a movie, right? She's not bonkers. She's just, hi, I'm Helen. It's nice to meet you. Like that's it, right? Weird. We're married now. Hello, hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> right, like that's it's it's just this is a 
fun romp. But, and I, I want, because of who I am, to give it a five, but I know that I cannot. It is only a four. You should watch it. If you love Tim Burton things, you should absolutely watch yes. it. Speaking it's, of Tim Burton Batman. Let's go. The guy who played Alfred in Tim Burton Batman was the old skeleton wizard. Ooh. That's dope. Ooh, I like that's that. lots of fun. Isn't that fun? Let's go. There's the last call for you. Oh, that's a lot of fun. I All right. Like that's it. it for me. What's up? Um, I think I got to go 2.5. Mm. Okay. It is, and, and that's all for the, 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 the stars that it gets for me or for the, the technical difficulty of this, uh, production. It was a 55 week shoot. They did it for a year and change. So change. you know how like you hear stories about difficult productions where everything's stacked against you. This happened with Star Wars and Apocalypse Now and The Godfather and just all sorts of adversity that like, oh, you're sure you're going to fail the whole time, but like then you manage to Pull together everything you have. You have to use some ingenuity. The shark doesn't work in Jaws, right? Mm. Right. This is kind of the antithesis of that. Where everything is firing on all cylinders so much and everything is just working so well that somewhere along the way you forgot to make a good movie. (laughs) All right. Fair. You know what I mean? Like... So much went into the technical production of it, but everything went kind of according to plan. You know what I mean? Like you planned it out, you executed on the thing that you planned on, but the plot kind of weak and underdeveloped. The characters kind of weak and underdeveloped. Yes. The musical numbers. Yes. Kind of weak and underdeveloped. <laughs> Everything that you put your effort into worked great. Right. But you spent so much time putting your effort into those things that the rest of it really just didn't. That makes sense. Come together the way it would have. And the thing being how the characters looked. Yeah, the character, how the characters looked, how the characters moved, like right. all, like all of the production design. That was tight. The production design, mwah, all the humans looked like butts and penises. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot, like a Pink Floyd, the Wall level of butts and penis looking people walking around it's here. True, like everybody looks like butts and penises. Like that one point where the I'm sorry to to no go jump ahead in, jump but in. that one point like I just I was so tuned into like how involved everything was like to the point where like the one little dude I can't even remember his name but the one like the tall woman and the little dude and he's yeah, like Albert smiling and Joanna yes and he's like trying to smile oh that was hilarious that it's was so hilarious good. and just thinking about how much time that fucking took can I. Can I, to do can I tell all that. you a minute about what it actually took? Like to read it out to you? Can I read it I out to you? I would love that. 
This movie's images were stored on a one gigabyte image card that was capable of holding approximately 100 frames of animation at a time. Okay. Eight roving camera teams, each team including a lighting cameraman, an assistant, a lighting electrician, and a set dresser to deal with any art department issues, worked with the animators to set up shots. Each camera team had a lighting station workstation, comprising an Apple G4 computer and a monitor to assist in checking lighting and framing to view TIFF file versions of the camera's images. Once the shot was approved, the computer was removed, and the animators were left to shoot the scene using their still camera and grabber computer camera system to check their work. This movie's story department head, Jeffrey Lynch, explained that the scenes were developed initially from a storyboard created by a team, saying we shot as close to a one-to-one film ratio, one take per shot as we could, because there's no time for reshoots. You gotta get it right first fucking time, right? No time for reshoots. We did most of our experimentation in the storyboard process as many ways as needed to get the scene how we wanted it before the shot ever happened. There's no coverage. There's there's none. Co-director Mike Johnson would go over each scene with the animators, sometimes acting out the scene in front of them. Oh my gosh. The animators would create a dope sheet in which a shot was broken down frame by frame to account for key hits. The animators would then shoot tests of the scene, often shooting on 2S or 4S, meaning shooting just every second or fourth flame, fourth frame of what would appear in the final animation. Co-director Mike Johnson explains, The next day, when they'd finished their test and rehearsal, we'd cut it in, see how it played in the reel, and then fine-tune. We might do some lighting tweaks, performance tweaks, have the art department get in, touch anything needed, then we'd close the curtain and let the animator animate the shot exactly as we want it, the first time, one time. The animators would sometimes make use of the voice and or video recordings of the actors and actresses, a practice also common in cell animation. Once photographed, the frames were then manipulated by a team of data wranglers using a workflow developed by Chris Watts. The frames were downloaded from the camera image cards as raw files, converted to Cineon Cineon files, processed through a color cube. Cinematographer Pete Kozicic explains the color cube is a 3D lookup table created by Filmlight Limited that forces the image data into behaving like a particular Eastman Kodak film stock, in this case, 5248. One of my favorites, he fucking says. (laughs) With... With this film emulation, we could actually rate our cameras as eight as ASA 100, then take our light meters, spot meters, and with great confidence, shoot as if we were using 5248 after the fact. Sure enough, the footage would come back and look just like it. The frames could then be processed further to generate a TIFF file for viewing on the lighting station computer monitors so lighting, composition, and color could be previewed. The amount of manicure pedigree that is happening on every shot the idea that each shot was shot one time for one take and then we're fucking done moving on oh my gosh that's it yeah do not fuck this take up because that's it the like there's it's 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 i i can't it's technical perfection and poor artistry yes that's what it is it's technical perfection. Thank you. That's what it is. But poor it's artistry. So good. How wild is that? I also have two more calls. I'm terribly sorry. I have two more calls. I have to say. <laughs> we already fucking rated, dude. I know. I don't know what to tell you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know what to tell us. You're about to read it. You're right. So You already rated it, didn't uh, you? I did. did. But yeah, I just want to make sure. going to read it. I just want to make sure this gets out there because there's two things. One, Albert Finney was given this role as an apology because he was cut out of Charlie. 
in the chocolate factory. Oh, wh- like, who was he, what was he supposed to be in the chocolate factory? He was supposed to be Grandpa Joe. So he wasn't cut out. He was replaced. Yes. Because oh, okay. Tim Burton was like, I don't want anybody but Johnny. I don't want any big names but Johnny and that's it. Uh, cut Finney. And then came to him later and said, sorry. Okay. Would so you like when to say you said cut out, soup? like, I was like, what character was he that they cut him out? Okay, I see. Yeah. But he was replaced. Yes. And then okay. finally, when Victor plays the piano, he leans back and the nameplate on the piano says Harry Hausen. Yep. Which is a reference to stop motion animator Ray Harryhausen, who did like a lot of cool stop animation shit. He did the skeletons and Sinbad and the Seven Seas. Did he do King he Kong? He did King Kong, who fought the like the giant nice. Godzilla thing, like all that shit. So cool, Harryhausen. I love That's Albert it. Finney. Let's roll so okay. much. I love Albert Finney. Roll it. Roll it. Faux 60. Ooh, that's Prime Shaggy territory. Ooh, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. God, I hope I get it. Shut the fuck up. Is it me? Uh, No, it's me. Okay. 460. What is it? Yeah, it's glorious with Mike McBurney. Shut the fuck fuck! up. He's the luckiest dude ever. Shut. No way. It's the goddamn silver bullet, man. It's 460. It's on the fucking list. You can see for yourself. Fucking sniper, Mike McBurney. Jesus fucking Christ. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh man, that's some Mike, Mike. Welcome back to the welcome fright pub. Welcome back, Mike. You are the luckiest one. Well, you can't say that while you're shaking right next to it. You are the luckiest one. So anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in to another thrilling episode of Fright Pub. Uh, if you haven't already, hop on your uh, podcatcher of choice, be it Apple Podcasts or whatever. If it lets you. Uh, leave us a rating and a review. Please do so. It helps us out an awful lot. And if you haven't, you should join us on Facebook where you can uh, participate in all the fun shenanigans that we uh, enact on the Fright Pub podcast shitposting Shigananans. Uh But thank you guys very much for listening. And thank you for frightening me for being my arms. <laughs> When I couldn't see for being my lips when I couldn't All right. breathe. Until, until next time. Thank Please you. podcast responsibly. Stay proud of